Hi guys, welcome back to the Unsavory Ethnic Types podcast. On this episode, which was recorded back in February around Pancake Day, where we were happily sitting together in the same room, we discussed Uganda. Katasi leads a discussion on Ugandan food, culture, as well as some cultural habits. Enjoy! Welcome people to UET! Don't touch that doll! Now tuned in to UET. Unsavory ethnic types. Welcome back. Hey guys. So this week we're going to get into snack shop straight away. Just keep the energy high. Who's been eating highly energy snacks? Snack shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the listener at home, we've just stuffed our face with chocolate. So the next 20 minutes is going to be great. Then you're going to hit a crash. That's <laughs> still eating. Uh, um, I'll go first this week. Um, what you been eating me? Oh. No, snack shop. <laughs> yeah, snack shop. Uh, listen to Paul. Write in and let us know that I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Uh, my snack shop for this week is um, it happens to coincide with Shrove Tuesday which is aka Pancake Day Mardi so, Gras is it Mardi Gras? yeah Fat Tuesday oh yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know that um, so one evening I had pancakes for dinner like a fucking legend uh, that's my snack shot and I don't no regrets <laughs> hey savoury or sweet what fillings oh okay uh, no as in like that's like it. pancakes like pancake like Pancakes the size of a dinner plate. With what though? Make shit loads of maple syrup. And then with like, you know, there's that one manky one that you get that's like the tester Mm. pancake. I had that with uh, peanut butter and jelly. Peanut butter and jam. Lovely. Um, That's good. Peanut butter and jelly though, I like the way it sounds better in your head when you think about, you know, actually peanut butter and jelly. And then walk it back. Um, Or jam. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Carl, what was your snack shot? My snack shot. Was also pancakes. Nice. Yeah, and um, I, I had a ho- homemade curry, mm-hmm. and there was no um, <laughs> was, like, like my brother-in-law came around for dinner, so like unexpectedly, so I was like, oh, there's there's two nans for me and my wife right now. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to give up my nan for somebody who clearly needs more food than I do and height and general size, and um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, right, I'm gonna try and make some like savoury pancakes to go with my curry. Oh. Yeah. How was it? It was savoury. <laughs> <laughs> savoury pancakes. Okay. That's literally what it was. It's like I wrap them up. I could eat them. There's a bit of cumin in them, some spices, but oh. it's still just pancakes. Yeah, it's still what nice. Was the, what was the texture? Was it like? Also, when we when we talk about pancakes, sorry. Yeah, no, no, it's good. It's good. Um, are we talking fat American fluffy pancake or crepes? Crepes. crepes. Oh God. Yeah. I like the American style. Fluffy, sorry. fluffy American raisin. Fluffy bit. So were your savoury pancakes? Yeah. Thin crepes or fluffy American? They were fluffy more American ones. Coincidentally, because I thought that would be like more like a naan. Yeah, yeah. you were trying yeah. to emulate yeah. the naan, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't get the crispiness though. Obviously, that's the that's the thing. You couldn't get the proper crispiness on the outside. Pocket in the middle. So that was that, that was it. But yeah. Nice. What about yourself? Snack shots. My snack shot. I had pancakes, but that was shop bought, and my sister made them. But you know, so not as exciting as your pancakes. But I made myself a nice potato and broccoli soup, and that was lovely. That's my snack chat. Um, I want clarification on the potato. <laughs> Do you know what I? No, really no. Noticed? On the, on the, how did 
so well, Nins for the, the player. Yeah. Um, so Nins made the thing that you bought from the shop. No, she she bought pancakes from the shop. Heated them for up. For the listener at home, is that your sister? Yeah. Yes, that's our sister. Um, she heated them up and then she put Nutella and banana and or raspberries and whatnot. In them. By the way, you actually sounded like our niece when you were like, "I had pancakes for dinner." That's as excited as my eight-year-old niece was. So just saying. Um, yeah, but that's so shop bought pancakes. Not the same. Bought. Yeah, they're not the same. Why I not? And these to make. I, I told her to. She couldn't be bothered. I couldn't. You be told her to. I, you... I wasn't well, which is why I made myself soup, which was delicious. Okay. I don't know. Have you ever had the little ones that are like the size of fifty p? <gasps> the Dutch, like the yeah. Dutch, Dutch ones. They're so yeah. nice. They're, they are good. They're, they're the only ones I'll rate. That's they're really good. Yeah. Um, right. Snapshot. Well, my snack shot is not pancake related, even though I do love like pancake day. Um, was everybody but Jonicky coming down to um, the Ugandan restaurant mm. in Leytonstone, which happens to be in the same house that um, Alfred Hitchcock lived in. Mm. Fun fact for you. But yeah, it was just nice to have like non Ugandans come with me. Yes. Um, it was, it's, ex, it's called Exeline, right? Like Exeline. 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 Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Very good. Very good spot. Like we should pick them up. They were really good. They were. They were. Yeah. I should have. I should have um, made it my snack shop, but I thought I'd be taking your thunder. I mean, I think it's a perfect segue to today's episode, which is about me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's me, Katasi. You get added food. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, where should we start? Like. Yeah, you can talk about hmm. X. Excellent. Okay, so Exeline is an interesting place because, like, when I first came across it, it was at Mare Street, and it was a kind of place that um, people go to after church, like aunties. Um, my mum, my mum and her partner in crime will be like, "Oh, okay, we're finished praying now. Let's go and have lunch, right?" Mm. Um, and they, even then, it felt a bit more dingy. It was just like Mare Street when it was still Hackney, and then I think gradually it became more gentrified, and they were like. They moved along to like Forest Gate, and then they they finally been housed at Leytonstone and have been there for a while. But it's really the sort of place you can't go there thinking that you can just take a friend. I think I think I took a date there once, or I met someone, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, let's go here," because I'm not cooking Ugandan food. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I found I was like cousins, like, "Oh, what are you doing here?" Oh, kind of vibe. One of those. Like so my it, business thing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's um, it's like a, I think it's a very important cultural icon in terms of um, a place in London Ugandan life. We went for the buffet, but yeah. um, I didn't sit. I didn't get them any. But do they have? Do you have like a large, extensive um, menu as well, or is it always um, a kind of a variation on what we had? They have a larger menu that will have things like um, uh, like tilapia and like stewed fish and whatnot. Mm. But to be honest, I always just go for the buffet. Right. Um, and I don't know if you saw the sign that was warning you that if yeah. you didn't finish, you'd get. Charge five pounds if you didn't. Finish. If you didn't finish your buffet, if you if you like if you overplated mm. and like didn't finish your food, mm. they're like we don't play that shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're not into food waste. Yeah. So so for somebody that didn't go, yeah, oh, so sad. Um, so what type of food was it? Well, I can uh, maybe if I quickly just go. Yeah, and, ask oh, the boys. Like, yeah. what was the food like? What um, I mean, you've asked the expert here because that was literally the first time I've had. Um, no, but I mean, so from a non. Oh, from a, oh, okay. Oh, sorry, together. I thought it was like, yeah. oh, why are you asking me? On um, chapati, mm-hmm. which was like to me, it was just like a regular chapati. Um, there was, but uh, you want to call it a roti? Do I want to call it a, uh, yeah, a roti. Roti. Sorry. I want to call it a roti, uh, but it's, it's a chapati, chapati, chapati. However, people call it, 
Uh, it was that. There was steamed mashed green banana. Oh. Which we call matoke. Matoke. Yeah. And that's the first time I had that. And also I didn't know... Like, it was very strange for me because I'd never had that before. Sweet or savoury? It was savoury, completely savoury. And that's, savory. that's the thing that, like, threw me. I was like, oh, it's banana... Like, kind of banana flavour and uh, mm. the texture of mashed banana. But I was like... My, my tongue was like, mm, I'm sure there's some sweet... <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, that was uh, that was actually delicious. And, like, really well... It, like, that soaked curry up really well. Like... Mm. Um, there was two rices, um, one that was like a little like tomatoery rice that I would, the layman in me would be like, oh, it's like a jollof type rice. And it was, and they are oh. trying to play into the whole like jollof market. Um, and there was a brown rice, or was it? Pilau. Well, it was pilau rice, okay. And it like had curry stuff, not curried, but it, like it had like, it was seasoned. It was seasoned with like um, fried onions. Because mm. I think with, with the pilau, you had to burn the onions mm-hmm. in order to get the flavour. Carl can help you out. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one more. There was the thingy, the um, the, the spinach, the plantain. Not the plantain. There was spinach. Oh, um, it starts with P. Not P. There was pounded yam, but it's not pounded yam. I got told off by Katasi for calling it pounded. No, it's posho. It's like fufu. Are you? Oh, it's posho. I thought you said osho. Like, no, it starts like with P. No. Ah, uh, posho. Posho. Yes. Oh, yeah. fufu. Yes. Yeah, but it's not fufu. Not fufu. Yes. We're in East Africa now. <laughs> <laughs> Not fufu, osh, uh, posho. Yeah. It was, there was posho, that was lovely. Um, posho. I, I can't remember what the spinach and nuts combination is called, but it was like creamy spinach. It was delicious. Yeah, it was like one of my really favourite favorite vegetarian things I've had. Like I'd, I'd had that every day. Um, the plantain was kind of more like the Caribbean style, just cut up quite small and... Okay, I'm going to get territorial. Plantain. <laughs> How is it Caribbean style? It's just like saying, like, this oh. rice is more, like, Japanese. Like, it's plantain. Like, you can't try claim it. No, no, I wouldn't. I would say the, the style that I had it as I grew up in. Okay. So, so I, I don't know if, I don't know if that means... What is it, cut and fried? Yeah, cut and shallow fried. But, or maybe it yeah. wasn't shallow fried. Maybe it was deep fried, and that's just okay. how... It so it was, fami- it was familiar. familiar. Yeah, it's familiar. very, very familiar. Okay, very okay. Familiar. All right. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there was also things that I would, you, like probably are on the Caribbean menu, but like I would never call a dish in itself like offal. So I, I wouldn't, I, I couldn't bring myself to eat offal just because of my long-standing fear of <laughs> things that are shaped like animal bits. But it wasn't. It, it looked like it was shaped like just a janky. They were basically like cut up really nicely, just like little strips of. Okay. Um, Cow belly. Ooh, belly. Okay. Brain. Uh, okay. I'll have to see it. There was no brain. Well, no kidney. Listen, you're killing a woman's shop, like her, her restaurant. It wasn't like brain or anything. It was literally just like cut up awful yeah, like seasons. Tripe, right. Like tripe. Yeah. Yeah. It's tripe. And you, you could tell it was we tell it was some sort of stomach lining because of the like indentations that were on the meat. Here's the thing, right? I'm. Uh, I can see Jalaki pulling a slight face. Mm. Um, I am like you. In fact, I'm probably more picky than you. You, you will know this. Um, and I was like, do you know what? I'm here. I'm here as like an exploratory food thing. So let me try this. And I'm delicious. Like the texture is maybe not the one that I was most um, satisfied by because it was it was slightly foreign to me. Foreign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it was it was yeah it was it was, it was slightly yeah, it was a new novel thing. But the actual like spices on it and like the the way it was cooked and the flavours was absolutely banging. Like if you put like. If you curried like a goat or a mutton or something in that same way, like it'd be a fucking smash. Like, mm. Mm. Um, yeah. Were there any other curries? Anything? Uh, else? No, there was cow foot though. Oh, 
Really? Yeah, there was curry. There was curry. So I wasn't sure. The bean was, curry. Was it, was it bean curry? I wasn't sure. It was just really I think we could call them curried beans. Right. Yeah. Bean, okay, like so a bean is, stew that has like hmm. a big. Which was also like going back for seconds yeah. and thirds, despite the fact that I knew it was the heaviest thing in the world because it's just full of beans. It's just beans and cream. Yeah, beans and cream. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, it's creamy. It's just rich, but there's no cream. It's just like I think those 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 beans had to be cooked for a very long time, mm, and they yeah. create this really lovely sauce and richness. Oh, it's really good. All right, it sounds really good. good. I missed out. Uh, well, you you missed out on more. There was more than that. No. There was um, a meat curry. There was like a I don't want to call it goat. Was it a goat? I think it was, it was beef. Beef. Mm-hmm. Was it? it was beef. It was um, yeah, real. That was lovely. That was like just bring a straw and drink the soup, like like mm. the sauce was amazing. <laughs> uh, there was like roasted like kind of seasoned roasted chicken. They were they were really lovely. Um, there's another meat that I'm missing. Um, I did say the cow foot already, didn't I? Yeah. Um, but how do you eat cow foot back home? No, I mean, like no, in the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah the Caribbean culture. That's yeah, that's that's, that's, that's yeah. what made me laugh because I feel like you guys cooked it better, better than. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Did you have you actually tried it in the Caribbean? No, I haven't tried in the Caribbean, but my granddad's cooked it in in a, in his. Um, house in London, so I've actually tried. Have it. you tried it? Yeah, yeah. I tried, tried a bit the soup of it. or like the gravy. Yeah, I couldn't try the gravy because that's, that's just like melted. <laughs> 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 tried the one piece of meat that it was, and it was mostly jelly. I want to try pigtail, the same thing, just Ooh. jelly, jelly, jelly. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like oxtail, isn't it? No, it's I got, think oxtail's got more meat on it. It's got more uh, meat, but then sometimes you get the, you the, the jelly, the, the jelly stuff. Right. Okay. It was uh, again. That was a str- I pushed myself to try that. I didn't really. I wasn't really keen for trying that. It was it was nicely seasoned, but like the texture was mm. quite like um, I maybe I'd got a bad bit, but it was like cartilage. In it. I think it's a bit like marmite cow foot. It's just like you either like it or you don't. Um, in in Uganda, it's most quite easily as well. Hmm? <laughs> you can spread it very easily. You can. <laughs> it's creamy, <laughs> but um, like in in Kampala, it's like hangover cure. Really? Yeah. It's like oh, let's go for monokoli. Monokoli, I think. It's how you say it but um i think what's really special about exaline even though like mrs okolinga is my mother's friend mm-hmm. um that's another reason why you can't go over date because um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll be watching you pulls him back take that table <laughs> guess who's here <laughs> can i get a visual um like she lived in various parts of east africa so she lived in uganda and a little bit of kenya so she brings the different um influences yeah. Mombasa being more coastal, we're having like the Omani influence and being closer to the Indian Ocean. Like you come, they come, you come with that sort of Arabian influence and like her food is very well spiced. Mm. But I think if you had tried, like if we went to my, like the village in Uganda, like it's not as flavoursome. Like our food is very simple really? and steamed. Mm. Um, and I mean like curry, I mean we'll get to curry in a minute, but like it's still slow cooked, but it's just been very much in its natural state. So when we're talking, we've had to like learn how to like make it here adapt to not having green banana leaves that like you'd steam it in for two hours over like wood and charcoal. You know, we just steam it and mash it now. But yeah, um, I just want to say, Ron, that again, that's another food that is in the Caribbean. I don't, I don't claim it as Caribbean, but um, <laughs> the, way I've, the way I've tried it is mostly been boiled, like literally boiled. As 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 one of the things of hard food like boiled yam and other potato, um, so having it mashed and uh, you know was it mashed and roast roast and mashed or what is what had they? It was um steamed? so it's I think like not think I know this because I'm saying think a lot like I know we cook this food, <laughs> but it's like you boil it mm. and then you mash it mm. 
and then you put cling film in it mm. and you steam it for a little bit longer. So that's us trying to replicate the whole like banana leaves. Mm. Like you see, you, you peel it first, obviously. Mm. Then you put it in um, the green banana leaves, and then when it's hot enough, you get another banana leaf, and like I just have images of aunties like pressing it down. It's like steaming hot, and they're pounding it, and then you put it back again. So it's like. Double very steam. slow double food, steam, yeah. yeah. Oh, double, double steamed, steamed. yeah. That was, that, that, that. Not triple cooked chips. Double no, steamed. Double yeah. steamed <laughs> no, double steamed uh, bananas. Twice steamed. steamed. When I came back from Guadeloupe to one of my friends, she made like green banana dishes, and she didn't peel them or something. And I came home and I was insisting that I could do the same thing and just get mine and put them in. Okay. But it's a different variety. Uh, so it's not quite the same. Uh, um, so if you try to pound the ones that you know, they, the, the consistency wouldn't be the same. Ah, uh, that's interesting. Because Yavi actually thought that it hadn't been ripened. Yeah, I thought they were Cavendish. So the entire time, I was like, oh, green bananas. Like, so I thought they were the Cavendish variety of banana, like the one you get out of the shop, the yellow banana. Oh, you um, thought it just was unripened. And I thought they were unripened. So I was like, oh, I'd never, just, I'd never thought to eat these unripened. And then he was like, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It's a different thing. Sorry, yeah. Do you find it quite difficult to get your hands on that variety of green banana? And like, is it uh, just like, you know, do you have to travel around London and get... Or is there certain areas that you go to? So, um, in West London, like, that's... I would just go to Shepherd's Bush Market and you can find them there. Um, And in Peckham. So it's where, like, the hubs of, like, black people are. There's, like, a shop called Pascal's or Pascali as we would say, in East London. And he, like, sells boxes. So you can just go pick up a box and take it home. Mm. But it's, um, interestingly, it's more expensive in Peckham, even though there's a bigger, like, Ugandan population than it is in Shepherd's Bush. But um, when I went to the US over Christmas, my brother's, he does, like, catering as well. And they get Mexican sort of green bananas, so it's not really the same. I don't think the market's there, or, like, the difficulty in, like, getting it over mm. so far so no it's not too difficult actually you can always sneak it in <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah I, I just want to make a point that i speak for like baganda people because that's my ethnic group from the center i can't speak for all the various um other ethnic groups that's a disclaimer there's like over 50 uh the western part of uganda and like the central part where i'm from Buganda. I mean, we can do that riddle thing here where it's like, I'm from Uganda, I speak Luganda, the culture is Chiganda. <laughs> I've lost already. Uh, right? I've loved for Luganda. But anyway, yeah, like, like it's, like a, it's a very unique experience that like, when you go up, because obviously it's landlocked, right, Uganda, so you've got Sudan at the top, you've got Kenya, you've got Rwanda, you've got Congo, you've got Tanzania, mm. um, you get all these different influences the more you, you go out from the centre. So you might find cuisine that's more similar, like southern Sudan in the north of Uganda, which might be more millet-based. Mm. Um, and the, the climate's completely different, so right. the food would be different. Mm. Um, so what you experienced is like a very central Ugandan type of cuisine. Oh, interesting. And I think with that, comes all these manners and etiquette okay. um, that I, I was I grew up with like not um, not eating while walking you know that's really frowned upon um, when I lived in Uganda uh, I went back after uni you know how you might just grab a pack of crisps yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, on the way to like the bus station yeah, yeah. just tucked in like with some ground nuts not crisps yeah. um, mm-hmm. and I could hear people talking about me 
saying just like, because of that. Yeah, like, could you do what? Can you do what that girl's doing? She's eating and walking. Like, how dare she? Because we respect on your honor. Like the Is process, it like the food, like the you food. respect the food as well. Yeah, you respect the oh. food and you respect the fact that when it's time to eat, it's time to eat. Like no interruptions. So, is there like a snack culture then? There's a snack culture like Rolex, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so Rolex um, is Rolex is from rolled eggs. Just said quite quickly, oh. um, and it's and like I think Carl was saying that it's gen- Carl's not Ugandan, but he's got some Ugandan friends. A Ugandan <laughs> friend. And what did she say the genesis of Rolex was? Oh, oh, so so that's the, that's right. As her sister was saying that it was it was at university. Some some somebody at a university um made this snack really quickly when they were like in a rush or something like one morning and then made it for their friends. Their friends went crazy about it and it spread through that university like a like wildfire or like hotcakes. Yeah, yeah. Hot eggs. Hot eggs. Hot eggs. Hot eggs. Hot eggs. Like Rolex. But yeah, I can imagine that. Like, give me a chopper to give me eggs. Mm. You know, Rolex. Roll, roll the eggs. Uh, but, you know, so then okay, Rolex okay, was like, born. Oh, yeah. Okay. So right. it was like, there is a snack culture, but it's like, even like laborers will stop and eat. You won't find people just like chomping and eating, mm. or, or, you know. And even then, like the public transport, mm. God, like a 14 mini seater, like mini bus seater, isn't the place you'd be trying to chomp down some food. Is it like um, Sri Lanka, where a 14-seater bus has uh, 82 people in it? <laughs> it won't have 82 people in it. It might have, like, 60. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be unrealistic here. But, yeah, it's like that, where you have to get up to let the person in front of, like, behind you come out, and, like, there's chickens, and there's all sorts of things next to you. Wow. With a conductor. Cool. But, yeah, like, beyond not eating and, and walking... Um, even like when you come to like a like a gathering and people are eating, like you don't greet them. You say, "Oh, I can see you're eating. I'm gonna wait for you." Like we just really honor um, that whole process. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Also, that's so different to like British culture, for example, where you might even have lunch at your desk, and you know what I mean. Yeah, that's crazy. So there's like a mindfulness to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you have to go away and eat. That's really. It's good. nice actually. It's really. It's, that's, that sounds quite nice. Hmm. It is. Do you, do you practice it in London? Well, just funny because I I only thought about this on the way here mm-hmm. because I just picked up a salad. And you were just eating a salad in the street. <laughs> <laughs> leaf by leaf. And I could, feel, I could feel my ancestors judging me. <laughs> you hit me again if you were like, what is he doing? Did <laughs> <laughs> you do that? Did you eat a salad in the street? Trigger moment, trigger moment, <laughs> yeah. physically healthy but mentally damaging. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't really do that. The realisation that there was a South Asian... In, like influence in our cuisine it m- came much much later for me early 20s after uni um, when I was doing this food writing project for um, this place called the Brick Lane Circle mm. they got some like funding from National Lottery and they were doing like a piece on social cohesion so I was like oh let me think about um, it just occurred to me like food and things that we take for granted are actually imports or like have been introduced by South Asians and it's never really occurred to me like why we ate sambusas or like we call them sambusa samosas sumbis chapatis like these are staples that we just take for granted no one ever stopped to say oh by the way Katasi like young Katasi did you know where this food came from <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. it's just as an, it's taken as a national dish without maybe not including the people who have introduced it right. in that way right. kind of like how we've had that debate about vindaloo Mm. Yeah, well, not... that's exactly what I was thinking. Like how 
chicken tikka masala is the national dish well depending on who you ask but it is the national dish um, is the national dish of this country but again it's not like endemically from here it's people brought it with them and the mm. culture like flourished mm. um, and the same is true of pasta right like pasta is a bastardization of noodles in like of Chinese noodles but now that is a you know like you can't tell an Italian person pasta is not Italian. Yeah, Italian. Italian. Become part of the history. Exactly. Um, but then we don't go around parading like, oh, I'm going to have Italian food tonight. Like, whoever says, like, what did you have? Oh, I had an Italian food. Like, an Italian meal last night. We just take it as part of our national palate, I think. Right. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, you say I just had pasta. I just had pasta. Yeah, pasta. It's back. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. So I think when I wrote that piece, which was about, like, high, I was looking at hybrid cuisine, I think growing up in London, I got really frustrated at an early age of the connotations of Idi Amin with Uganda. Mm. So I remember like coming back from Kampala and going to the corner shop and the corner shop guy was like, oh, where are you guys from? You know, all curious, buying a newspaper and you say Uganda and the first thing he says is Idi Amin. So I kept hearing this and kept hearing and I was mm. like, who is this Idi Amin guy? Um, Do you know what year this is? What year this is? Yeah. This is like 90, this is like 92, mm. 93. Okay, so it's like still... No, he'd been deposed by then, right? Yeah, much like at this point, he's living in Saudi Arabia in exile. So it was frustrating. So when it came to doing the social cohesion piece, I was like, oh, let me think about, like, where are the similarities? And, like, as much as, like, indigenous Ugandans have borrowed um, chapati and samosas and whatnot and curry, right? Mm. Um, Asians have also borrowed some of our, like, more tropical food. So, like, if you go to, like, a typical East African-inspired... Um, South Asian restaurant, say like in North London or South Hall, where a lot of them settled after the expulsion, right. it's very distinctively different to like a continental type of restaurant. You find mm-hmm. things like cassava, mogo, mato- you find matoke, but wow. it won't be mashed, it might just be like whole. Yeah, okay. so that was a really interesting. Cassava's interesting because we mm. like cassava's part of like our, yeah, yeah, cassava. Like, yeah. Yeah. But the, the names that they'll call it are like they, Mogo. They, they'll say Mogo, mm. we call it Mwogo. Mm. Mm. You know? It was very enlightening for me to think about intercultural dialogue and like cohesion through food, through it's that like lens. Cultural osmosis, isn't it? Like two different properties come together and you get this thing where they're both share from each other and their culture is forever changed both ways. So I, I guess acknowledging that mm. in your piece and then sort of bring it back to Yamin, like what you were talking about, what was. What was the connection? So the connection for me was like, I'm really tired of hearing about the negativity. So let me find some, let me find a, like a, um, a good, a more a positive angle, right? right? Which is like, despite um, the segregation that existed during, um, before independence, right? And remember, this, is like, this, is, this was a colonial project, right? Mm. The British came in, brought indentured servants, and later on, this was followed by people who were just opportunistic and had heard good things about Uganda and the potential to make money and create businesses. Right. Um, the tensions in the sense that, that, that the South Asians then became a middle class, right? Um, in the same way in West Africa, you have Lebanese people who are like the more industrious, who, who dominate the sector. Yeah, I've um, been witness to that. That's a, when you've been to the Gambia. Yeah. So, like, um, I felt like maybe looking at food would be an interesting angle in terms of, despite this, these tensions that exist, there's something quite beautiful around food that brings us together. Mm. 
Do you think there's still a tension even today? In like, <clears throat> so you you lived like fairly recently in Uganda. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there was like there's still that tension, or do you think that has abated since kind of what Idi Amin died in '03? I'm sure like culturally people are still reading it from those scars, but do you feel like the tensions are, are lesser now? I think that um, there's, there's new migrants, there's new South Asian migrants, right? I still feel like there's tensions in terms of them being like this dominant economic force and still not treating people in, in like always in respectful ways and the desire to bring in managers who are Asian because you don't trust the local Africans. You know, that's, that's, that stereotype still plays out. Mm. Um, and it, it might not even be like the descendants of like these first gen or like second generation you get um, South Asians, but it's the sensibilities that they're coming with. But I think there's still tension and like, especially around um, the sale of Mabira Forest, like a couple of years ago, there were, t- there were tensions around it being sold to um, an, an Asian tycoon who was gonna turn a rainforest into like a sugar plantation, which would obviously have consequences environmentally. And unfortunately, like two South Asian people died. Yeah. And there were like some sort of riots around it. Oh, as in, as a, re- as like a kind of resistance to this? Yeah, as a resistance, yeah. As a res- resistance to the sale, as a resistance to the mistreatment of local people not being treated like equitably. Yeah. Wow. So it's still to some extent in the background. Is it yeah. quite visible? I or? feel like it's it's bubbling it's bubbling, but again, there's such a minority like South like like Indians and I say a South Asians now mm. because it's more than Indian, like you could be Pakistani or you could be Bangladeshi or whatever and be there. But is it bubbling? Like it's not like the Caribbean where you see people like mixing as well, like families. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like right. there's some, especially in the East, like in Ginger, mm. um, which was like first town into um into uganda because they came to build the railways when you think about the east african railway network mm-hmm. kenya uganda which is connected by railway by railway tanzania as well yeah tanzania as well is it called ginger like ginger root it's called ginger as in j-i-n-j-a oh, yeah. wow that's like ninja but yeah ginger. yeah <laughs> about that which is the source of the nile <laughs> people and has like well it had some of the best rapids but that again cool yeah. I've always said from the best rappers I was like what <laughs> in a no. James way no rappers if you're from Ginger yeah you could rap Ginger with a lot of stuff <laughs> so you, you could be a good rapper you like. Ginger Ninja rapper Benja <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry but so what Carl was saying I was going to ask the same thing um, oh you said is it bubbling but actually I was going to say do you see like Asian people uh, black people living in the same areas or is it very divided? Oh, now you do. Now you see them. Okay. And there's like there's, there's areas that were like typically Asian. Mm. Um, for security, you find um, a certain type of Asian people living in like apartments um, for, for safety and also because you, it's more communal. You can mm. have a community around yeah. you rather than having houses, um, individual houses. But no, no, there's no like, not like how it was like pre-independence where you had... European town, Asian town, Africa town. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's no, it's much more blended, yeah. Okay. Mm, nice. Cool. Um, and uh, again, in terms of food, has, has it changed since you've grown up? So, like, when you were younger, going to Uganda, being part of Ugandan culture, and then coming back now, um, I think there was, like, a food critic in your family? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> a, the case. There's lots of food people in my family. Right. Um, yeah, my dad's a food critic. Mm. Um, has it changed? I think it definitely has, especially with like Chinese people coming in. 
um, to construct. So, like, one of our most popular restaurants is this Fang Fang, which is owned by Miss Fang. Um, and she's done, she's done really well for herself. But that's, like, a place that people will go to now. It's, like, exclusive. It's aspirational. And my dad's quite provocative because he, he likes to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he had some serious... I can feel like Miss Bang Bang is getting to the shop side <laughs> no no it's not it's Miss Bang Bang's clientele so like during Ramadan like Ramadan my father noticed that the more local establishments were struggling this is one Ramadan mm. because people were saying oh your food isn't halal we're not going to eat there right. and there was kind of this like, hope this what can I say an increased sense of spirituality so people were much more cautious about like where they're going to break their fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he noticed that a lot of these people, these same people that were criticizing, so they, don't say they were going to, they were going to Miss Fang, Miss Fang's restaurant, which that's... is full of pork, right? Because oh, yeah. yeah. pork really is being sold alongside yeah. like the meat that they're that's breaking really fast on. So like, um, yeah. Anyway, that, that's good. That's good. It's a good, good point. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good point. Very, very fair. And of course, I, w- I would just say in the defense of that, like as someone that did like like a atheist humanist um i'm of course going to give my opinion about faith um uh it's i guess people interact with their faith in different ways right so like being slightly more conscious in a in a holy time mm. is like is i think that's a reasonable thing to do as well like it is like in defense of those people like they 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 can be um more Hyper selective. Yeah, more selective of their of what they consume and where and how and where. No, but no, we're not saying that they can't. What we're saying is, is it's a bit like, hypocritical if you're mm. saying you're not going to local restaurants and saying, oh, it's not halal, but then you're going to. Mm. I assume the Chinese restaurant is also not halal. Not halal. It's not halal at all. And they also yeah. serve pork, uh, so that's even worse. Yeah, so it's not like it's a halal it's restaurant. Not, it's not a Uyghur restaurant or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah. Oh, but I'll go. I'll go to it because it's more exclusive. It's exclusive. Hey, hey, yeah. yeah. It's like I'm, I'm breaking. I'm breaking fast in a five star restaurant type yeah, of thing. Exactly. What are thy kind of faith demographics in Uganda? Oh, like Muslims definitely like less than five percent. It's mostly right. Christian. Baby gut fact: one zero one one zero one one. The population of Ugandan Muslims is actually thirteen point seven percent. I was actually sorry. I was yeah. just actually going to say I didn't even realize there were. That, like Muslims in Uganda. Yeah, I mean, like Gaddafi, like put the biggest mosque in Uganda, oh, um, wow. in Kampala. Oh, that's good. Um, and we're like super into faith and like very tolerant. The only Baha'i temple is in Uganda, so there's one Baha'i temple per continent, and the African ones in Uganda. Mm. Um, and I think one of my favorite things, like living in Kampala, was. Every like Eid is a public holiday, so everyone That's gets really it off. Yeah, good. it's like a really high level of tolerance. You can yeah, see people wearing really their like cool. traditional Islamic garb. See, so that's quite unusual. So when it comes to religion, you guys are very accepting, right, mm. and very inclusive. But then there's that ingrained Asian black kind of beef. But I mean, like, I think because there's been more opportunities, because I think just like we saw in Zimbabwe, right, wherever, wherever there's like an ethnic minority that's, that's, that's dominating mm. commerce, 
it causes resentment. Mm. And I think at the time of like um, independence, like the pan-Africanism and whatnot, it was inevitable that that, that would happen. And I think it was like the, the, the injustice of like Africans not having jobs. But now knowing that, you know, people have access to jobs, people are being educated at a similar level, there's less tension. So like, oh, okay. I don't want it to be thought that like if you go there and you're Asian, you're gonna be targeted or whatever. Mm. It's not like that at all. Yeah. Um, and I guess it's like every country, Every country's got its own tensions. That yeah, yeah. Rather than look at Brexit, for instance. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Anti-immigrant sentiments. Anti-immigrant sentiments. Yeah, and it's like populism, like yeah. best, best ticket to win off, right? It is. Mm. It is the tensions of it. So yeah. Yeah, but talking about tolerance, what's really interesting is like when Idi Amin was in power, mm. um, he banned miniskirts. Wow. And like because he was Muslim, he um, he kind of like put a ban on pork pork joint shops like right. pork joints as we call them mm. so then they went underground so could i say yeah. the fact that you call them a pork joint means that they were quite popular before they were, they were really popular yeah so that was quite that's quite a big meat yeah, yes, it's, it's, it's a good, the most popular meat. Wow, I think it's actually the most popular meat worldwide. My dad told me that, like, oh, really, at one point pork was like the yeah. most sold meat I mean we can look at our we'll do a fact check later fact check yeah, yeah. yeah. ding ding indeed fact check number one five eight five nine five three according to the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization as of July 2019 pork is the most widely eaten meat in the world followed by poultry followed by beef and then you got golden sheep. So, um, what's funny is, every, they all went underground. Mm. So you, like, you had to like, slide a door. Yeah. You had to slide a door. Hey, Max, I'm looking for two of your best trousers. <laughs> exactly. So even now, um, we, they call them like kafundas, which kafunda is on, how would you translate kafunda? Kafunda is like, like a dingy, dark place. Even now, they still carry that. They're not, they're not like in well-lit areas. Mm. I mean, there might be a couple, but that's that whole like history of, Hiding. Mm, I heard gangbangs is pretty popular for the pork lovers out there. <laughs> it's funny, but um, I think like going back to the South Asian, the expulsion. I think what's really important for me to highlight is like I don't I don't take away like what they experienced, and I think it's really important to acknowledge that everybody under Idi Amin like suffered. People like Indigenous Ugandans died, murdered. You know, like people went missing. I have relatives and like family friends who lived through that time, mm. um, whose relatives never made it home, right? But I think when we're when when you think about the dynamics here in the UK, I get really excited when I meet like anyone in Uganda, and even if they're South Asian, I'm like I'm all like mm. um, I'm open arms and embracing. But I think the narrative of how um, the expulsion happened doesn't really ever take the the context that it happened in and the issues that were in the country. Um, the segregation I'm talking about, like this apartheid that, I mean, you can almost call it apartheid, like these like schools were for like brown people, Europeans had their own schools and like their economic injustices are never really highlighted in, in the narrative here. Mm. All we ever hear about is, okay, it's been 40 years since um, the expulsion, yeah. but it's never a nuanced. And I think it's really important to, like, create a space for that. And the South Asians I've spoken to say that none of their parents want to talk about that stuff. Because obviously it's scarring, Mm. um, and they're dying with this knowledge. But I think it's a politics of memory, and, like, if if they're dying with those those stories, I think it's an injustice to the the reality and, like, the wider story. I do, like, the context on the other side I think is important as well. 
um, and obviously like you and like like all your heritage you'll know a lot more about the Uganda side mm-hmm. but um, I did like do a little look on like of a history yeah it's important to sort of state flatly that like Idi Amin was a dictator and what he did was like awful on every account I think at one point he wrote a letter to someone at the UN praising Hitler like and the exp- and like yeah it was it was I think it was in response to the expulsion and mm. he Essentially, his like his ideology was to create an ethno state. He was like he was an awful person. He was it at one point there was this like between forty and fifty people a day were being thrown into Lake Victoria. Like corpses were thrown. Yeah, I mean, like, and I and I agree one hundred percent. Like he was a dictator, but I almost feel like who doesn't know that Idi Amin wasn't a dictator? Like the the the, the rhetoric on on who he was and the way that he was even framed to be this blood drinking, and I think that's sliding into racism and. And like I mean, the, that's his, and, his, and the portrayal of right, yeah, yeah of but like, like uh, in his own words, he did like whether it's true or not, he claimed to be a cannibal and to eat the flesh of his enemies. Unless you have the video of that, right? There's so much that's said, but it's not factual. Um, and I and I also think like this was like feeding into this narrative of him being this like monster. Yes, he was a d- dictator, but there's so many other dictators that we don't talk about in the West. Like why are we not talking about European dictators? But because he was quite I, I'm not here to defend Idi Amin, but I think that there's a bias in how African dictators are projected and how it's again to taint the continent as a dark place and it fits into that narrative. I I I, I buy into that just because Gaddafi but like Gaddafi was one of those people that there's evidence of him kind of corroborating that he's given up his weapons of mass destruction with George Bush in mm. in one on one line, Tony Blair on another line, and he's all he's basically helping frame almost Iraq as this place that won't do it. All right, so on one hand he's with the West, and that's how he's framed. And there, and he's always talked about as a hero. He's talked about like you know favorably. He's looked upon, and then they didn't need him anymore. Yeah. So the, the narrative changed. He was a dictator after all. These people wouldn't, wouldn't have... And then there was... A, obviously, there was an uprising from within. But there was, again, part of how, I think, he, there were plans for him to start an African currency based on gold. And that would be massively threatening, an economic mm. threat to people who have a use for him anymore and can get rid of him. I think, in the Idi Amin case, that was, that was also a, a byproduct of colonialism. They were both useful, and as soon as they were done with them, mm. Katasi is kind of right. They painted them as like, oh my god, these yeah, monsters, monsters from Africa. Mm. Was there like a resistance to the food then? Like when mm. he was painting this like ethno African state? Um, I I don't know if I can speak to that, but I don't think so. And interestingly, like when we have um, traditional weddings now in Uganda, which are like called kwanjulas, right? The traditional dress is meant to be basuti, which I pointed out. Exeline because people come in their Sunday best. It's that kind of vibe. It's really cute, mm. and so these puffy sleeves. And actually, the basuti was actually made by um, was designed by an Asian person. Oh, okay. Um, so it's just funny. It's like guys, our national dress. Wait, but is this an Asian person? An Asian Ugandan person. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. But at least there's some sort. It's not just some. I mean, who knows? An I Asian person from <laughs> India or Sri Lanka. No. I was like, yeah, let me make some Ugandan clothes. Yeah, but... literally cultural appropriation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I don't know if it is cultural appropriation. In the, if you are an Asian person and you are born in Uganda, you are Ugandan. In no, the same I, way, I, like, no, I, I yeah, Asian we agree born. with you. I yeah, said yeah. Um, if it was an Asian person from yeah. India or Sri Lanka yeah, 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 yeah. making it, if it's an Asian person from Uganda, you can somewhat you understand that, right? Yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense. So, yeah, they, so it's Ugandan. Ugandan, same yeah. way I'm British, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's kind of like it's not really an appropriation. It's just 
And an Asian person who has contributed to think. That's oh, me over-explaining yeah. it. No, I don't think you're over-explaining because I also think that the, the A word is thrown around hell a lot. Like, yeah. appropriation. Mm. Mm. I was like, Asian? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> but the funny thing is I've never seen an Asian Ugandan in a basuti. Even mm. though, like, <laughs> the designer was. Because they'll still, be, still be rocking their saris. Yeah. And this, this, what, this is what I was going to get to. Like, um... So traditionally, like you'd wear your traditional basuti or your mashanana, which is like this drape thing, like kind of almost looks like a sari, but isn't. Mm. That sounds like a band. Sorry, mashanana. Not sorry. Mashanana. <laughs> what did you say? Called? I said sorry, not sorry. Have I said it wrong? No, I said sorry, not sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh God, she just caught one. Yeah, sorry, people. sorry, not sorry. I'm not sorry. Not I'm not sorry. sorry. <laughs> is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, God. All the sorry puns. Sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, can we get on now? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so people now opt for wearing like saris, and they've got all this like all this like Indian-inspired beaded work. I'm just like, guys, this is quite so an black evolution. Uga- black Ugandans. Black Ugandans. Oh, wow. Yeah. So black Ugandans, when it comes to the changing dress, because people love to change. Like, here's a bride in outfit two, mm. outfit ten. And, like, <laughs> well, that is part of um, Asian, the, Asian like wedding ceremony. There's a thing where you are gifted. I'm learning this now for the first time. Oh. Um, why is that? Why is that? Uh, why is that? It's a thing where like. Um, why? Why are, why are you learning it now? now? Oh, why am I learning it now? Oh, I'm getting married, isn't it? Yay! <laughs> um, there's there's a thing where like um, the groom's family gift the bride um, a sari, and it's kind of like a welcoming into their family, mm. um, and then the the bride goes and comes back in a change of outfit. It's like symbolically like. My outward has changed as my inward has changed. Where I am now, you know, I'm joined in the, into the into the groom's oh, family. Like that's beautiful. I, 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 I think I love lovely. that. Yeah. Oh no, they're just changing. I mean, I don't know what yeah. changes for like at home, but yeah, I was just highlighting the fact that yeah, sorries are now very much part of traditional weddings. Mm. But can I just say I really love that. Do that you? really is a blend of mm. both cultures, mm. right? Mm. I think that's also, amazing. Sorry, like, like yeah, I, when you were saying about no, that, no, no, but it's nice both ways, like food and clothes, for to. Oh no, for sure. But as in also, I was going to say about the shanana, not shanana. That's uh, good though. Basuti. Basuti. Or gomesi. The basuti, oh, like the basuti. which is like these big, like um, puffy, puffy shoulder pads, like eighties businesswoman <laughs> meets like shredder. <laughs> this glorious belt. Yeah, I, um, I was I was blown away by the shoulder pads. I was like cool like you take take an ornament down with them um <laughs> but even like so there are many like so when you talk about how like now saris have become popular um and how like asian ugandans would wear a sari over that anyway i think there are so many like lovely asian clothes like salwa kameez and um alenga and all the rest of it but the big gun is sari like sari is like the thing that everyone because it's, it's to my mind, as a male who doesn't wear saris, it's the nicest form. Mm. Knack, as someone who's mm. worn saris, how I mean, do you feel about this? Well, like Punjabi really... suits and the rest of it. Yeah, but that's um, Indian people, Pakistani people, Bengali people. Mm. I think they wear a lot more of the lenga and sawa kameezas and stuff like that, whereas those Sri Lankan people wear saris. I think now, because like time's changing, we might wear lengas and stuff. To be honest, just for the ease, because saris are stunning. They're beautiful. They're they amazing. look amazing on. But 
they are so annoying. <laughs> you have to be pinned all over the place to make sure it doesn't doesn't just drop yeah. off, right? You just have a toilet in the sari, I'm imagining. I mean, I've literally been at a wedding, gone to the toilet and the sari's fallen off and had to get random aunties to, like, put it back on for me. Wow. Standard, same, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a video of, like, an auntie pinning me into, oh. like, well, not even pinning, it's like a drape and wrap. It's the worst. Thing. But they look stunning. But, yeah, carry on, Katassi. But do you know what's interesting? There's a lady at work... I so rate her. She wears it. Yes! yes! In the summertime when everyone else is like, oh, I'm so hot. Girl she's just like, comes in. <laughs> she's wearing yeah. the trousers one though, right? She uh, wears it. No, I think, hasn't, hasn't she sometimes come in, in Oh the my gosh, yeah, well. she's come in the side with her, like, you can see her belly. Yeah. Like, she, I, she, I just rate that her. That is fucking dope. She's no. just a gangster. Nice. And I, I just, I just look at her. Do you know her. what's so strange? I mean, I agree with you, it's amazing, but then part of me questioned, and I was like, I wonder why. I was like, does she wear a sari all the time? Like, every single day. And she doesn't. She just no, chooses, no. like, she actually she chooses to wear it. And it works better in the heat, right? It's light yeah, yeah, material. It's cool, like, and like, yeah. um, is it, like, a really fancy sari? Is it a plain sari? It's, it's a cotton one. Yeah. She's got, like, cotton ones, but, like, um, I did think to Rains myself. Rings to her, though. Hmm? Rings to her, though. Mm. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, me coming in a salty? I, I, I should do that one day. Anyway. Um, we'll all come in, go to work in our traditional clothes. How about that? Yeah. Or a sarum to work. Oh my god! A sarong is um, like a sarong. A sarong, like a sarong, <laughs> like, like a like a a, ma- a kilt. A kilt, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I wear that, which is what I usually wear to sleep. Oh really? Mm. Okay, let's time it, guys. Oh my god, I'm so scared. <laughs> my sarong will be falling all over the place on that jacket. It's just but... the comments that you get. I'm wearing a string vest, sorry. Wadka. Yeah. I'm going to wear some dreads. Yeah, why not? You just get one of those annoying hats. Yeah, oh my, I was just hats. about to say that. Oh. But yeah, so beyond like the focus on South Asian, like the South Asian influence, like mm-hmm. other things that were novel, like novel to me growing up, and obviously growing up in London, and obviously still being Ugandan, there's just things that you you discover along the way because you you haven't I haven't I didn't grow up in them, so we have different clans in Buganda, which is where I'm from. Yavi's doing clans. Yavi's doing Wakanda. No, 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 he's not. Oh, What's no. that? First of all, I was going to okay, make a... When she was talking about Wakanda, yeah, I was going to say Wakanda forever and do the, the yeah, Wakanda right. what, what, Oh, you're doing no. Wu-Tang, sorry. When she was talking about Wu-Tang, I did the Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang, sorry. Wu-Tang. You've got to put, like, a song there when we talk about the clan. Clan in the front. Let your feet stomp. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Energy is felt once the cause is dealt with the impact of roundhouse kicks from black belts. Liquid sword. But you know what? Um, I don't know why I forgot to talk about Wakanda. I actually think Black Panther was done, was like set in Uganda. They couldn't say it. Yeah, because Do you know about a special material that, that like a special mineral in Uganda that you're <laughs> yeah, not allowed to tell us? Yeah, I do actually. I do. <laughs> <laughs> she can't tell us it's secret. Exactly. But... Do you know? <laughs> I would. For the, for the player at home, I, I pull my lip down to show the secret blue tattoo that is under your lip. For Every Ugandan. 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 It's not Bugandan. Ugandan. It's Buganda. Muganda. It's gone. Say, say, right. say Ugandan. It's. Ugandan. Yeah? Ugand- I'm Ugandan mm-hmm. and I come from Buganda Kingdom. Wakanda, yes. I, I'm in Uganda. Mm-hmm. The culture is Chiganda. No, 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 wait, sorry. Uh, see, this is why I'm lost. You're a Ugandan. Yeah. From Buganda. From Buganda. Buganda yeah. forever. I've lost. I've yeah. lost. What's the next one? Who speaks Luganda. Luganda is the language. The culture is Chiganda. Chiganda? Yeah. See, that's easy because you can put Uganda, culture, Chiganda. 
You put C, language right? Language Luganda. Luganda yeah. for language. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Buganda. Oh, that's really good. You're like from Buganda. Yeah. Yeah, where began. Yeah. And you're, you are Wuhandan. <laughs> <laughs> that's joking. right. Joking, I'm as annoying as I'm from the empire of Wuhanda. <laughs> um, like, uh, what was I saying? These these things that I'd learned. Yeah, the clans, right? Mm. So we have clans. And this is the reason, like, when the British came to Uganda, they came to my peoples, and we were actually never colonized. As I said, we were protectorate, right? Because we were clothed, and we had all these sophisticated systems. They were like, mm. oh, okay, um, basic like history 101 let's let's work with these civilized people we mm. they could be a real asset so some people say essentially we sold out the rest of the country right right but at the end of the day these were different ethnic groups tribes every people for themselves mm. we weren't mm. thinking about anyone else yeah. and these were artificial like boundaries so back to the clan so the kingdom the Buganda kingdom has different clans and there's a social like stratification and each clan has different names like a caste system? No, what? not okay. a caste system. I was about to ask you. No, it's not a caste system. Okay. It's just like the, in the kingdom, every clan mm-hmm. is is represented by an animal. Mm-hmm. And it like Game this of is not Wakanda. It's All Game like, of Thrones. It's literally I didn't even watch Game of Thrones, but it sounds amazing. <laughs> so there's the Hanuman people, and then there is the Black Panther people, oh, yeah, and then there's the. See, I told you the copy does. It was based on Buganda, but it couldn't God, say. God, so what animals? Tell us that. So, so the animal, so the biggest animal, like the king is a, is a lion, obviously, right? When I tell you what I am, you're going to be like, oh, we know where you are in the order. Um, so the lion is the, like the king's clan, mm-hmm. and everyone from that clan has certain names. You'll know like, oh, um, let me think of one. Uh, I'm going to Mutebi. That's the only one I know. That's a king's name. I can't. I can't make up names. Otherwise, I'm gonna get called out. So Matebi is a Polygoma name, lion name. So if you met someone and you were also like from the lion clan, you would know from names that you were related way back when, oh, ancest- okay. like ancestry speaking. And it was to help like prevent intermarriage. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Yeah. So my clan is Senene, which is grasshopper. Oh, I love that. Grasshopper was the one on the lines back, isn't it? It's between corn and everything. You know? Thank you. (laughs) You know, you know this, exactly. But like the grasshoppers were like very important people. (laughs) Um, So interestingly, grasshoppers Hmm. are uh, like a culinary delight, like delight in Uganda. That's that's, that's something I've never known before. Yeah. Yeah. As in, have you eaten fried? What? How? How do you? How does one eat a grasshopper? So first of all, like if you are your clan, you cannot eat it. Ah. Oh. So some people say it was also oh. a way to like to like preserve the animal kingdom, so that people mm. wouldn't be eating the lions. That's that's everyone, everyone. Yes. Eating lions is the most tasty thing. Yeah. Also to say, but back in the day, actually, they might have. Who had? Also, who they have lion? Them? Maybe. Yeah. If the king is a lion, yes. Are other people allowed to eat lions? No one can eat lions. <laughs> But you, you, really wait, good you point. Said, really good point. Yeah, but no one, no one eats lions. Oh, I no. thought maybe back in the day they lion. had lions. No, no, no. But do you know what? Maybe, maybe they did. Maybe like back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lion bar this week. Yeah. <laughs> have you really? That's yeah. so like vintage. Fucking love a lion. Love a yeah, lion bar. Lion bar um, Although I am disappointed that all chocolate bars seem to be half the size they used. Uh, same as Chris. Yeah. Chris packets. I had some McCoys that had like half what they should have had in there. Right. Uganda. Yeah. So no one eats lions. And no you're a one eats lions, but like this is really interesting. I never thought about it like that. What did he say? Can him if you're so I'm not a lion. Can I eat a yeah, lion? That's what I, yeah. No, no, no. 
But what, well, what, what, what animals are there? So there's other, like, there's other animals, like deer. So can you eat deer? I can eat a deer. So why can't you not eat a lion then? Because I wouldn't go out to eat a lion but anyway. But back in the day... No, who, who, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't live in that time, honey. Okay, that's who ate lions? <laughs> you, if you they were... Got, maybe they went out and hunted it and ate it. But it was, I think that's the very thing, isn't it? Like, being the most powerful animal that no one will eat. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't going to be a grasshopper, was he? Exactly. Yeah, fair. I reckon lions have fur. I don't think people would hunt them for... They'd hunt them for fur, but they wouldn't hunt them for... They probably got some good... Oh, it might be tough. The Masamara. I was like, oh, the yeah, Masamaras kill lions. Yeah, no, I don't but they fight them. I mean, yeah. there is. Whenever you hear about conservationists, we're always working with the locals to make sure that they don't eat the safari I animals. I know it's just like safari or my food. Like, exactly. um, anyways, they were endangered before them guys came along. Selling them like um, ivory to who? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, just to clarify, you've never had grasshopper. I've never had a grasshopper. But because how, how do they make them out there then? But wait, before we get to how they oh, make them, before we get to... mm. <laughs> just fried, flash fried in oil. I, I... Right. I don't know why we're so excited um, about how I, So, I've had, like, flash-fried insects, only because I read um, a few years ago, we all better get on board with the fucking yeah. insects. Yes, because be it's, the, cause it's the least fatty, highest... Protein. Pro- highest yeah. protein, but also quickest reproductive cycle. Mm. So, it's the future of proteins yeah. if we don't all go vegan or vegetarian mm. or whatever. And I'm so happy you said that, because when this came out a couple of years ago, like, flying food was the future, I'm like, guys... We've been doing this for a while. We've been mm. catching those white yeah, ants yeah. and like trapping mm. them, and you know it's a big source of protein. Mm. So it's always interesting to see things framed differently and like the novelty of like, oh, it's disgusting, but actually this is our culture and like the lens that it's being presented from. And it's always questionable. Yeah, but I've had that discussion with a few people, and they're like, oh, how do they eat this or turtle or that? And, that? and I'm like, well, the same way somebody might look at you and be like, why are you eating horse or, or pig or, or corn, yeah. yeah, or a rabbit or like whatever. Or all that's delicious. Except rabbits. Rabbits are pets, not I food. agree. <laughs> Did I share my rabbit story already? No. Uh, if you don't like eating rabbits, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Is there a clan? Is there a rabbit clan? No, no, I don't think so. But the thing about it is, um, so I grew up knowing that I'm never ever allowed to eat the grasshopper because if you do, your ancestors will be readers, please, and bad things will happen to you and you're going to break out into a rash. Oh, so it's really like that. Yeah. It's put in it's like a, to a you from a young age. Yeah, you it's a generation, your... yeah, it's a generational okay. curse. So um, mm. it's unfortunate because everyone else eats them. Mm. So... And apparently they taste like shrimp. And you're right, you guessed right. You fry them up, and guess what? You add a bit of curry. Ooh, Ooh. yum. Delicious. Yeah. Have you eaten this before? No. But that, for some reason, that sounds like it would be crunchy. I had chocolate mealworms. Bang it. Um, Ooh, worms. Also, you'd be pissed if you're from the chicken clan. Is there a chicken clan? I'll be pissed. Sorry, Carl, what were you saying? I was was just saying um, the the mealworm is more like a grub than it is like a wormworm. Mm. It's more like a thick thing, isn't it? Like a caterpillar. Have you had yeah. one? No, I just know. I just know a lot about insects, people. If it, you it, love it's, insects. I told, I told you this. I told so, you so what insects have you eaten? Um, I think I've eaten locusts before, and mm. let's not talk about the locust. Um, why? Is that a grasshopper? No, like, no. Um, gang, gang. They're, they're one of the, they're <laughs> on the, in the Bible. They're one of the only allowed food, by the way. No, but there's basically what's the word? A locust infestation, or like there's, yeah, a take, plague. there's a plague. plague. Thank you. There's a plague currently happening in East Africa. Really? Locusts. Yeah. So what's really interesting? Asking like, is there a chicken clan? I don't think there was a chicken clan. Um, and I want to talk about these cultural norms. So mm. I remember like being at like a, an external family member's house, and like this elder, this granny, being like. 
I don't eat chicken, but I'm gonna have a little bit. And she was just going on and on about it. I knew I knew she was interested, but this is like nine year old me thinking, does she want the chicken or not? And is she gonna eat the eggs? Like, it's really confusing. You're holding the line up, mate. <laughs> like, move on, please. But it turns it turns out that like back in the day, traditionally, like women weren't allowed to eat chicken or mm. eggs. It was only men that would eat them, because if women did, they'd grow wings. Wow. Oh. Okay. How ridiculous. Did that women go like, shit, I want to grow wings. Like, exactly. <laughs> I, I'll try that. I'm going to fly away from this. We're going to fly like the eight Archangel Gabriel. Yeah. <laughs> this bitch. Wow, I'm going to just chicken just in case it does happen to me one day now. <laughs> exactly. So that was really interesting. And like, when you think about like how meat is consumed now, it was something that you, first of all, like we wouldn't eat on a regular basis. Like most of our food's plant-based, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Uganda's like 90% agricultural. But increasingly, it's cheaper just to like manufacture meat mm. so you just find it everywhere but growing up you were always told don't go for the meat first always have it last mm. you know it's like your treat it was like a treat it was or... like a treat and plus you don't want to look like you, you don't you come from a place oh, where yeah. poor family that poor family yeah. So yeah. To see yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly so it's just like oh have it last wow. you know, that there's a lot of customs around food etiquette right it's really interesting um i think well when we get to when you get to the shrunken episode we'll discuss that further what yes. food etiquette Sri Lankan food There ain't none. Eat with your hands. <laughs> but, you know, what's funny. That's this, not, yeah. No, no, yeah, but that, that, I'm joking. That it, for us, no, actually, eating with your we hands, have. we even say that it, food tastes better if you eat with so, your hands. So do we, yeah. right? We okay. like I can, When I was a kid, I could eat rice so well. You know, like, mm. eating mm. rice with hands mm-hmm. is not, like, an easy thing. Mm. But it's when you think about how we're represented as people of colour as being, like, lacking etiquette and needing to be civilised. When we have, we come from such rich civilizations. Yeah. Well, we come from the most ancient civilizations. That's yeah. the irony of it. That's the irony of it. We kind of start civilization. Yeah, and when you us. think about hand, like eating food of hand, right? Mm. Um, apparently, like forks were invented because Tudors or whoever it was, because they didn't bathe enough. Yeah, poo in their hands. They got poo in their yeah. hands. They had to start using implements. And you know, what? I've actually had somebody say, "Oh, that's disgusting you with your hands," and I'm like, mm, "How do you eat a cheeseburger?" Mm. Fam, I had the exact at school. <laughs> I had the exact same conversation. They were like, "Oh, you eat your hands," and I was like, "You eat burgers." Yeah, like you eat sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, by the way, can I just say that in Sri Lankan culture, and I think I think a lot of Muslims do it as well. Um, this is going to sound a bit weird, yeah. But you 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 eat with your hand that you don't wash your bum with. One hundred percent. That's like an that actual thing. <laughs> so like, if you're yeah, you get what I mean. Yeah, like, and actually, I, yeah, and I know that from Saudi because yeah. like. Yeah. You communally and whatnot, you you lead with the hand that you you know you careful which hand you yeah. lead with. Yeah. God forbid you're left-handed. Yeah, I'm left-handed, so that would <laughs> shit spill for me. Um, I saw okay, I uh, <laughs> I saw this tweet and it's very insensitive, but it made me laugh. And it was on Twitter. Um, it said that um, it says that you know brown people are very dirty and they eat with their hands or whatever. Meanwhile, the Europeans didn't wash their bums, and that's why they got the black plague. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't endorse that statement, but I do see why. It's right, what's your fault? <laughs> but you brought it to the table. <laughs> I, I just see why it's funny. Yeah, but with the, with a good hand, though, not bad. No, but it's, it's just ironic because like Europeanness is always associated mm. with cleanliness mm. and aspiration, but mm. when we think about our own traditions, mm. you know. We Which were. is why I don't like being called British because it means essentially I'm like those freaking yeah, European people. Yeah. Mate, Britain's getting less and less European by the day. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but also, you have to remember that we're Europe. from the bubble of London. <laughs> so for me, I do say I'm British, but I guess yeah. my. Your British is supposed to be in London, though, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm British, parentheses, London. Yeah. <laughs> 
parentheses Southeast London. Uh, so Katassi, Kat- Kat- sorry, yes. Ka- um, yes. carry on. Yeah, so like, you know, you just don't go charging in with the, um, you know, eating the meat first. And also I, I really like, I like the idea of washing hands. Like there's such a big culture of washing hands. You just, you, I find it uncomfortable here, but sometimes you had to, like, you had to go all the way downstairs to like a toilet here mm. if you want to wash your hands. Whereas back home, taps just up on the same floor. Like in yeah. Nando's, basically. Nando's oh, yeah, have yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Nando's is an African import, yeah. as we know, so. Is it? Is that Nando's African? Yeah. Baby got fact. Nando's was first opened in South Africa by Mozambique-born Fernando Duarte and South African-born Robert Brosen. Oh, I didn't know that. It's Mozambican? They've just got a new Mozambique rap there, which is delicious. Have they? I think it's got a Portuguese heritage. Yeah, it's Portuguese. um, It's like, it's Lusophone. It's definitely Lusophone. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I see the artwork, and the artwork is like very like yeah. African inspired. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, there's a good lot of stealing you're doing here. But it's an actual Af- African link. Yeah, it's got like African links to it. Amazing. Wow, from Mozambique. Only built for African links. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I think I pretty much talked about all I want to talk about around food. I have Wait, two, no, no, I have no, two no. Questions. I've got some questions. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I've got quick fire around for you. Before we do quick fire around, though, Katassi. Yes. First, I want to ask you. For all of us non-Ugandans, what are your top three restaurants That's in London? Oh, God. So no, she's like, how many bur- bridges am I going to burn by <laughs> yeah. No, because I'm not saying... Okay, well, you can just... Yeah, not maybe not your top not three. Not fine. You don't need to recommend. rank them. You don't need to rank yeah, them. Just, just give what, us some recommendations. What should we try? Okay, so I think definitely Exeline in Leytonstone. Mm-hmm. Um, go on a Sunday, nice vibes. And then, to be honest, I don't really know any others. Really? No, I don't. But there's, there's there's a couple scattered around Seven Sisters. Okay. But I have to say that Exeline, and when I've taken other Africans there, have said, like, it's more like of a fine dining experience. It's nice and clean. Not saying that others are not clean. <laughs> fine oh, dining gosh. equals clean. <laughs> <laughs> Our standards are high. There's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. more and more European every day. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know what's funny? The last time we were there, I'm seeing more and more bazungu. For the listener at home, that's Vela people or white like people. people. And like, that's, that's... But that's a good thing. That's a your, great thing. Your food yeah. culture that, is recognised, right? I, yeah. would, I also would like to commend white people for being so adventurous when it comes to food. Because, like... That's really condescending. I didn't, I didn't mean to sound as condescending as it is. But that's how you guys talk to us all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but as in, often, like, if I'm in a place, it's like, if I'm just in a... Like a... Like a, a greasy table, Sri Lankan, like, eatery, that isn't, like... It isn't for anyone that don't know exactly what they want already. You see white people in there, and you're like, "Yeah, go, like, yeah, go on, Dave. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you've like, you've you've been kind of an intrepid culinary explorer to the point where, like, oh, had you never taken me to Exeline, it would have never crossed my radar." Um, and I, I think there is there is a, a commendability that should, that should like a rightful commendability for like people that are willing to explore. Mm, and it's not obviously it's not food. just white people, but like. Yeah. As we saw, it was Bazungu in that restaurant yeah. on that day. But I mean, increasingly, Uganda's always being flagged for like, oh, top places to visit, you know, blah, blah, mm. blah. Like, people go over for the gorillas. I mean, great, the gorillas are lovely, but there's also people there. Um, the clan, by the way. The clan? Yeah, the gorillas. Oh. Um, no, it's a band. It's got Damon Albert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're a clan, though. Um, there's a monkey clan. Yeah. Not, yeah, my mum's a monkey. Oh, oh, oh so you're not all from the... No, no. You're grasshopper. No. She made grasshoppers all monkeys. No, this is the thing. Again, sexism. You also can't marry a fellow 
grasshopper. Mm, that makes sense. Because right? Yeah, because you, you were can't someone, yeah. once upon yeah. a time related. Exactly, but I'm like, hello, what about my mother? Can I marry a monkey? Yes, you can. Because you won't have the same names. You'll never have the same oh. names. Oh. Yeah. Same, like, surnames, whatever. Um, yeah, so I'd say Exiline, and then check out, like, Seven Sisters, because there's a big Ugandan, like, community around there. Um, other quickfire questions? Okay, so quickfire... No, that was not your quickfire, love. I know. Get, get your quickfire brain on. Right, so Katassi, <laughs> as quickly... Quick, two plus two is? One. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two is one! Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Katassi, what is your favourite memory from Uganda? Oh boy, maybe boarding school. Mm. Yeah, boarding school because boarding school because it was always a threat. Like from parents, like we're gonna sh- we're gonna send you back to Uganda if you misbehave. But it's like when I got them, like hey, I wish you'd done this much earlier. Like this is a lot <laughs> of fun. Be naughty. I love boarding school. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's your favorite Ugandan dish? Um, katogo. What's katogo? Katogo is basically like a melange or like a rundown of like whole green bananas with anything from like beans ghee which is like um clarified butter, butter. Mm. yeah um and tomatoes and it's just like beautiful love it have it all we have it for breakfast lunch and dinner nice. top five dishes from uganda top five yeah, yeah. um you said one of them really so that okay so matoke for mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. um pork if you're a pork eater roasted pork Ooh, and nail plant based like how is it um, still on your top five hell yeah um how's it prepared it's prepared like just um on a, on a, on a kind of barbecue so like cut up seasoned very lightly like with just salt i think there's something about freshness that just makes meat taste so much better mm. and then it'll be served with like a salsa of tomatoes um onions a roasted green banana, mm-hmm. um, green banana, avocado, cassava, boiled, mm. like, oh my god, it's a treat. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So that's, two. That's, two. that's two. Um, third dish, mandazi, which is, like, festive, but, like, just, like, these, like, bready type sweet Festivals. things. Festival. Yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, what kind of festival? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> a bit like Glastonbury. Um, <laughs> and then, again, because Matoke is so central to, like, our daily existence like mm. a meal is not complete i'm gonna say matoke with groundnut sauce mm. so you know that groundnut sauce we had yeah yeah Jeez. that's four uh, yeah four. that's four and um, jackfruit oh uh, jackfruit as a as a fruit or used in other dishes Courage. like they do now for vegans oh we're not there yet and that's another thing i was like wait hang on not there yet but as a fruit it's fucking amazing as a, fr- as a fruit it's okay. enough for me right yeah <laughs> no no it's other way in more than enough as a fruit <laughs> like <laughs> too much yeah <laughs> no need to put it in pulled pork no. yes exactly we'll right well, that brings you on nicely to my questions, which were, we've talked a lot about, like, mains. Yes. What about the dessert? Because you're not saying anything about dessert. And what about drinks? That's what I was going to say. What about the uh, 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 alcohol? Not, no, not just uh, uh, drinks. alcohol. Drinks. No, what about drink? what, drinks? Drink. What about, like, <laughs> other, like, just, just drinks that complement it? Because you talked about... Mm. So, would, no, yeah, sorrel, yeah. Sorrel. Yeah. Yeah. Sorrel. Um, Morby. Morby. Which of you are like... Yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Yeah. But as in, so what desserts... Like, what's desserts... What desserts are your favourites? What should we look out for? Mm. What drinks? Alcoholic and non-alcoholic. I feel like we're planning a trip to Uganda. What should we look out That's for? That's what we're doing, guys. <laughs> Who wants to join us? <laughs> Let's go. Um, so, we're not like big dessert people, man. Mm. If, 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 it's, if there's dessert, like, it'll be fruit mm. or fruits... We love to add S's to everything. Fruits. I love that. We love to add like, oh, can I have some popcorns? Hellos. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> it would just be like a lovely bowl of fruit salad, mm. like you know, and it have pineapples in it. It will have watermelon, oh, love it. you know, and these are things that are just growing in your granny's garden, I feel like rotting. Desserts are the, are the product of places that don't have really delicious things just growing in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so like let's let's like let's that. process this. Yeah. Let's, let's add let's, flour let's to take it. Sugar from this place. Add spice from that place. Yeah. And then we can bake it. So I mean, but then like sweet things, I mm. guess like the mandazi, which is made from like raise raising flour, and it's just like fried. Like you can even throw it in, put a bit of sugar, put a bit of cinnamon in it, mm. and it's like um like a dumpling essentially. Mm. Um, you'd have that with tea. We love chai, like mm. obviously. Um, other desserts, really like. That's all I can think of. Mm. What about drinks? Drinks. Yeah, we said chai. Chai. Yeah. Is it like just regular black tea or like a, like a masala chai? It's going to be like a masala chai. And again, like I have to say, like I'm telling you, if it wasn't for like the South Asians, our food would be so... I have to say, I dare say it. Don't you dare, you, don't you dare say it. That's the words. No, I think it, it could be. Well, it would just be what's different, the, right? What's the also, you wouldn't on know. The menu? <laughs> no, but you wouldn't know because you—that's all you would have had, right? So you wouldn't have known they would have all these things. No, it's true. I wouldn't know. I mean, I, you can just see. They call it natural. Natural. I cook naturally. What does that mean? I tell. No seasoning. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, oh, so there are people that still... Yeah, like in the village. Because, you know, not everyone's going to be buying curry yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They'll just, like, the use... spices are difficult to get hold of. Yeah, yeah. true. They'll use natural, like, seasoning, like, um, smoke. Smoking oh, things, yeah. you know? But also, I'm imagining that all the seasoning and stuff costs a lot of money as well, right? All these no, ingredients. No, not too pricey. Oh, okay. No, because everything probably, like, will grow it. Maybe the curry's imported, I don't even know. But it's affordable. Yeah. Um, okay. But drinks, we love soda. Mm. <laughs> it really gets on my nerves. Like, okay. the, the, the amount of consumption of soda. Soda in It's a party in the jungle, come and get down with me. Soda in from Uganda to the EA, come and party with me. Soda Jindale. Abakate na bato, eh? Put your body work. Soda Jindale. Jindale. Ginger ale, ginger ale, ginger ale. And I think we're more, you know how countries are like either Coke, City or Pepsi? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we're definitely more Coke. We love sodas, man. And my favourite one being like bitter lemon, for example. Mm. Oh, yes. Bitter lemon is a really good mixer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then stony tangawuzi, which is like a ginger ginger ale. And like you open it and you, when you open it, you breathe it and you might choke. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's so gingery. Yeah, because it's so gingery. Um, and also, like, I love, like, traditional beers in the sense, like, fermented alcohol. Mm. I'm really, I'm all for that. And again, like a it's... Like micro-brew. Not, not even micro, but, like, made from banana, like, banana-based, mm. like, beers or, like, alcohol. Oh, what does that taste like? Um, again, it would be smoked. Okay. So it would be, like, a natural sweetness, so not too mm. sweet. And, like, it's made with feet, right? Mm. Like, they'd, they'd, they'd oh, mash they're... Oh, like wine. Like wine, yeah. 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 I never thought about that. Yeah. Like that. We get it. We get it. Manga gwe, we get it. Like, I never even thought about that. Mm. Yeah. Other drinks. They stole Gin. it from you. They stole that idea from you. They did. What about origins? Origins. Yeah, oh, okay. Origin? So, Waraji. So, like, the, the guys had an opportunity to taste Waraji at, at X9. Okay. There's no reason why I like it because you can get your favorite beers. Like, you can get some East African, like, mm. beverages. So, Waraji is like a gin, 40%. Apparently, the name comes from War Gin. So there's all these funny okay. things about, like, when the British came over, they, they had all these funny phrases 
but we just didn't really get. So they were like, oh, it says war gin that they're drinking. And the Ugandans were like, oh, war gin. (laughs) 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 Or like, where my family from is like a place called Bakuli. Mm. Um, And apparently it was Lord Barclays that lived around there. They couldn't say it, so they were like, oh, Bakuli. Cool. I don't know if these things are true. It could just sounds make better than Barclays, though. Any Barclays in Uganda doesn't sound right. Luckily, it sounds like it makes sense. Like it, um, yeah. Although, if Barclays Bank would like to sponsor this podcast, get in touch. Or <laughs> nice. oh, Waraji, Uganda Waraji, hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's like massive, massive um, beer factories and ginger. Mm. Now breweries is down there. Again, these are like all British companies. Essentially, we're not even like Ugandan. If you think right. about the, the shareholdings. Cool. But yeah, that's Excellent. us. Any final thoughts, then, guys? Um, no, uh, I'm I'm good. As this was your your podcast, like your episode, what, how would you like to summarize? I would like to summarize. I'm like glad you guys came to a restaurant. It's just so lovely for me to be able to amplify my culture. I'm all about putting Uganda on the map. Mm. It's so important. I think growing up in London, I was talking about some radio yesterday about identity and whatnot. Mm. We are like very, we are we are the calmer side of the continent. So you know what I mean? Like we and there's ooh, we really are, we really are calm. That's, that's, I think that's like a, 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 a inflammatory. It's just facts. It's just facts. Okay. There's so many times I'd be them like with like West Africans, particularly Nigerians, and I'd be like, I am so. East African right now. Like, we're just a gentle people. And what did your other half say about that? Can <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they just talk in different tones, mm. like, different pitches. Yeah. But um, in terms of, like, it's really important that we highlight our contributions and yeah. talk more about our, our existence and that we are here. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to be like to be able to live in this generation where I can do that and you've got people like Daniel Kaluuya what did he wear to the Black Panther premiere traditional dress oh that's oh, yeah so it's okay. stuff like that just it's inspiring for our like young Ugandans yeah. who um, our generation didn't have any of that mm. so it's nice. some other famous Ugandans other famous Zawe Ashton she was actually in yeah, Desmond she, she's in Desmond she yes. was a little kid she was a little kid in Desmond's. Yeah. For me, who is completely ignorant of these things, yes. who is this person? She was in Misfits. Mm. Oh, yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah mixed race woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the other thing. Probably because they say her name different, it'll be like Zowie. Her name is Zawedi. She's killing it now. Do you know who else is it? Who's Ugandan? Who? Priti Patel. Michael Chiwanaka, of course, is Ugandan. Um, Gary V. Gary. <laughs> I give him a passport. Yeah. I give him a passport. So yeah, um, if you want to find out more about like Ugandan stuff, like my my I, I blog about this, and I have like, an organisation that's dedicated to amplifying this really? movement. Yes. Well, what would it, what does this website be called? By it is called Elevate Two Five Six Two Five Six, being the international dialing code for Uganda. Yeah, so it's just like random finds, a bit of social commentary, um, and you know, like follow my socials at Elevate Two Five Six. I do events; people are welcome to come. Excellent. Well, yeah, thank you for um, kind of taking us on this journey, and thank you for inviting us to uh, Exilene and showing us showing us that new gem. Thanks for taking me to a Uganda restaurant because I missed out.
Yeah, and I hope that one day um, you guys can come to Uganda. Yeah, oh, well, we already planned that trip. Like, yeah, we, exactly. We've got the itinerary. You can get see gorillas, isn't it? Yeah, literally. <laughs> Feeling glad I got sunshine in a bag. I'm useless, but not for long. The future is coming on. I'm happy. I'm feeling glad. Thank you, uh, thank you, listeners, for listening. Or not listening. We'll catch you next week, guys. Stay tuned. Unsavory epic types. Savory ethnic types. <laughs>